From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. So the CFL is heading into a turbulent offseason. So many free agents up for grabs. You've got a pending CBA battle. And now you've got the threat of two new leagues that could be taking from the CFL talent pool. The Alliance League of American Football kicking off in February of 2019, so just three months away. And you've got the XFL. They announced their eight cities for 2020. They're going to kick off in February of 2020, and they're going to NFL cities. Who better to break this down than our good friend Jim Barker, a former CFL coach, executive, now a TSN analyst. Mr. Barker, good to talk to you. How are you, my friend? Hey, Jock. Hey, before we talk about all the doom and gloom, <laughs> congratulations to Huff and Dickey and, and the whole organization. It's just, it was it was exciting to to watch them finally get the job done this year again and and uh and win another Grey Cup for that great city. Well, I know you've been part of a Grey Cup championship here in Calgary, Jim, and, and that was obviously very memorable. But, yeah, after what this organization had been through for the last two years, you could you could just hear the collective sigh of relief from football fans and from the management and players. And they left no doubt. It was a, it yes. was a dominating performance, and uh, it was just, it was kind of refreshing to see, and it was not like going to be one of those things that was going to come down to a freak play. They were they were in complete control, and congratulations to them. Hey, good stuff. Hey, i got to ask you quickly before we, we break down the XFL and the new Alliance League. Uh, Bo Levi Mitchell, working out for Minnesota. And he's going to work out for whether five, ten. I, I've heard so many different uh, stories. How many teams are going to look out for? Let me ask you this question: You know, d- does Bo Levi Mitchell have what it takes to be an NFL quarterback? Maybe he doesn't have the size. He can certainly read defenses. Hey, he's been outstanding in Canada. Uh, what do you think his chances are in today's NFL with the, the players that are playing down there? I I definitely believe he does. Uh, as a CFL lover, I would hate to see him leave, but I believe he's got a real opportunity. And we're kind of in an age now where Baker Mayfield is, I mean, he's, he's the exact same size almost as Baker Mayfield. Uh, Drew Brees, that type of guy is flourishing down there. And, uh, the big bulky guy, the, the, you know, the six foot five, six foot six, six foot four quarterback, who is the higher draft picks, the Sam Darnolds of the world. You know, there just aren't that many of those out there. And, uh, you know, I, I I think he's got a great opportunity. I think the, the things he brings to the table, uh, I think he's got a great opportunity. I heard he had a great workout with uh, the Vikings. So mm-hmm. uh, I I kind of expect him, and, and I know his agent, and I know that they will be very smart in – choosing the proper place because that is the whole key with a player going from the cfl to the end it's, it's the same thing we're coming up here it's players getting with the right people and the right coach in the right situation and i'm sure that they'll uh, analyze the situations and and pick what's best for him but no i thoroughly believe he can play down there i think he's better than a lot of the guys we're watching on tv these days and He's got a confidence about him and a leadership abilities and those things that that Baker Mayfield has. He has those kind of things. So 
uh, I'm wishing him the best. Yes, yeah, so, so am I. And, and, and I hope he gets that opportunity because I know a kid growing up in Katy, Texas, you know, you aspire to play in, in the best league in the world. And obviously that's the NFL. And, and you know, guys like, you know, Tom Brady, they can't play forever. Drew Brees, they can't play forever. But there are some good young quarterbacks in the NFL, Jim. Like, uh, hey, uh, what can we say about what's happening in Kansas City and Los Angeles? And, you know, but yeah. hey, it's, it's, it's kind of fun to watch right now. Yeah, the, Mahomes is a you know he's another guy who's a move around yeah. a CFL kind of guy, but you know he's a little bit little bit taller. And Jared Goff has been spectacular in LA. And uh, I, you know you're right, there are some exciting young guys coming up, and that's uh, uh, and that's good for football. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, there's also some guys playing that. I mean, we watched last night. He watched you know Mark Sanchez playing and. I just got to believe that Bo Levi can go in and and play at that level. I don't know the answer to this question, and I'm hoping you do, because I've been asked a couple of times. If the Stampede, like, let's say he was going to sign, and let's just pick Minnesota because he worked out with Minnesota today. If if he was going to sign with Minnesota, the Stamps would have to release him first. But could, as an undrafted free agent, could he actually play this year in the NFL or no? He cannot play this This year. He cannot. Okay. The rule is if you play... The final game of a team. So, for example, if he would have been released prior to their final game, so not played in the Grey Cup and been released prior to that, he would have been eligible to play in the NFL this year. Okay. We, we had a situation where we brought a, a guy in to fill for an injury and with the promise that we would release him prior to the end of our season so that he could go back and play in the NFL that year. Okay. Okay. That, that you know, makes you sense. Have, yeah. You do those kinds of things in specific situations. So uh, that he can't play this year, but so everything would be about the future. Fair enough. So it's going to be a very interesting offseason for the CFL, but that's not why I brought you on. I, I wanted to talk a little more about the XFL, and when the XFL was first you know, introduced by Vince McMahon, I brought you on, and you know, you were saying, hey, you were there in, in, in round one, and, and you had high hopes that they might be able to make it in round two. But now there's two leagues uh, since the last time we've talked about that, the Alliance League and the XFL. Both pose a threat for the Canadian Football League. Does one pose a bigger threat, Jim, or, or, or how should how should see CFL fans be uh, reacting to these two new leagues? Well, I, to be honest with you, I don't think that it's the Alliance League is, they're the first ones up. Um, I'm still not sold that that league is going to, I actually interviewed for a job in that league and I'm not positive that league's going to be able to make it. It is, it is the only thing that they have going, the big thing they have going for them is Bill Polian's relationship with Roger Goodell. And the NFL does want uh, some type of a feeder league. The whole end play for the Alliance is to become basically owned by the NFL. Correct. So they would become that that feeder league. The XFL is a completely different kettle of fish. They're, and I've spoken with Oliver Luck and, uh, their their mission is completely different. They are they're out to reinvent the game. They want to they want to take the game as it is and make it better. One of the things that he talked to me about was the potential of widening the field. Play with eleven men, play with four downs, but widening the field, making it more of a space game like Canada. So taking some things from the Canadian game, some things from Amer- the American game, and making a a great spectator 
football game. Mm-hmm. That's what their mission is. Now, what they have is they have a ton of money. There's uh, the first time around, uh, McMahon, you know, he spent about $120 million, uh getting that going. And that's, that's the thing about the alliance is there's so many things I've yet to hear about in terms of practice facilities and training camp and, you know, all the issues that come up with workman's comp and all those kinds of things, you know, are just – it's it's a it's it's costly now they have a tv contract but i know the tv contract we had we played on on at prime time on nbc but it was still a limited tv contract in terms of of dollars and cents and the do, you know the amounts can run up in a hurry uh and you know you you can go and lose 100 million or whatever and who's sponsoring I've never heard who's sponsoring the Ameri- the alliance. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a great uh, all question. I've heard is, all I've heard is that Bill Polian and Ebersol, uh, Ebersol, Dick Ebersol's son, Charlie, uh, have put this lead together, and J.K. McKay's involved, who was our president in L.A. Um, there's a lot of good people involved. I know that Bill Polian has a tight relationship with Roger Goodell. I know that the NFL has wants to have this i think a lot of the owners are saying why should we pay for another league we don't we went down that road with nfl europe and so they want to see how it's going to work if it's this thing's not bought by the nfl i'm not sure it can make it long term i I just i I just don't see people you know some some of the quarterbacks uh you know, one of the uh, Berkovici, the kid from Arizona. I don't see people lining up in April to watch that if they if the quality of play isn't where you know I think they they expect it might be. I know in the XFL we were we had one month to get ready. We reported for training camp Jan, uh, January first, New Year's Day, and. We played our first game February 4th, right after the NFL. It was right after the NFL, February 4th on NBC. Crazy. And yeah, and it, it, the quality of the game at the beginning was bad. You just, you can't take a group of people from all different areas and throw it together in one month and expect the TV product to be good. And they'll build it up and they'll hype it, and people will watch a game or maybe even two games. And they'll say, you know, I, this just isn't isn't my thing. That's what that's what happened in the XFL. Right. And the XFL didn't know what they wanted to be back then. They wanted to be a little bit of wrestling. I mean, they'd come up to some of our players and say, "Hey, we want you to do this thing with a cheerleader," and you know, it won't be real. But and they're like, "I'm not doing that. I've got kids in school." And so it was, you know, it, it was. They, about week six or seven, all that stuff kind of stopped, and they focused on the football. And by then, the football was better. You know, Tommy Maddox had established himself as one of the better quarterbacks, and there was some some rivalry type of things that were happening. And it, it actually the football became more of the focus, which I think at the beginning that's not what they wanted, and I think it kind of. I'm not sure Vince, when he started the thing last time, knew what he wanted. This time, he has a definite vision of what he wants. And he wants, it's about the football and reinventing it, making it better for the fans. 
Speaking of which, the alliance, one of the things that's interesting with the alliance is what they're going to be doing with uh, what they're going to be doing with fan engagement and gambling, where you can bet on what play at the stadium if you're at the game. Right. You can bet on what play is going to be run every play. I mean, that's that that's... that that will bring people out. It will. I agree. It will. That's, that will bring people out. That's like going if to the bar and playing can, the same game. You know, it's it's interesting. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. No. But are they going to be able to do that in Florida and in L.A. and in places where gambling's not legal? Yeah, good I question. Mean, they're doing a lot of their their championship games in Las Vegas, and that's for that obvious reason. So they've got some really interesting ideas. The XFL is going to do the same kind of thing. They're going to make it exciting for the fans. They're going to do things. So that it's going to be entertainment, but it's going to be centered around the football. So that, that you know their 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 end goal is to, to that it stands on its own. That it's not a feeder league. Yeah, if players are there and they want to go on and play in the NFL, that's fine. That's that's not a. I, I don't think that's the. But that's not the focus right. of it. Like the alliance, the alliance is about taking players who need to be trained, like quarterbacks. Need to be trained in professional in professional football. Uh, they're coming out of these program. You know, you even you come out of Alabama. You come out. Look at all these teams. They run these spread offenses. Oh yeah, and they're not NFL pro style offenses. So it takes them. The transition takes quite a quite a bit. Hey, hey Jim, and, I, I uh, hate to do this to you. I got to cut you off, buddy, because we're up against the news. But thanks so much for your time. I've had so many text people saying, great to see Jim Barker on TSN. So I, I know you got options to go back to TSN next year. Maybe you're going to be back in the football world. Whatever you decide to do, uh, you have a great holiday. A Merry Christmas, and uh, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Jock. You betcha. Jim Barker, former CFL executive, former CFL coach, TSN analyst, And boy, he knows his football. Great to see him back on TSN. This is the home of the Calgary Stampeders. We are Global News Radio 770 CHQR.